Buggles and nerds, welcome to another episode of the Daily Science Report. And I'll have some fresh science for y'all. Some interesting stuff just happened. Uh, a new kind of man is dropping. I think the ladies will be excited about this. The uh, Y chromosome has disappeared in multiple other species like rodents and mice, and they've actually developed something new, and it looks like humans might be on track for a similar situation. Um, so I'm going to be going over that. <clears throat> and without further ado, let's see what we got in the news. Or how about we start with the man article? We'll just kind of go into, or maybe I'll save that for last. I'll save the best one for last. I don't even know if it's the best one. It might not even be that great. So we'll leave it for later. Today in the news, we have wormhole dynamics being observed in microchips as well. Pretty cool. Uh, it was a supercomputer, quantum computer, some kind of amazing microchip. They observed wormhole uh, physics. So let's check that one out. Uh, fossil weapons, mortars, and modern birds. I like that one. Um, wow. Okay, so um, we have a lot of interesting stuff to cover today. This first one is titled Physicist Observe Wormhole Dynamics Using a Quantum Computer from ScienceDaily.com. Research is a step towards studying quantum gravity in the lab. So scientists have developed a quantum experiment that allows them to study the dynamics or behavior of a special kind of theoretical wormhole. The scientists have, for the first time, uh, the experiment has not created an actual wormhole, a rupture in space-time. Rather, it allows researchers to probe connections between theoretical wormholes and quantum physics. A prediction of so-called quantum gravity. Quantum gravity refers to a set of theories that seek to connect gravity with quantum physics, two fundamental and well-studied descriptions of nature that appear inherently incompatible with each other. We found a quantum system that exhibits key properties of a gravitational wormhole, yet is sufficiently small to implement on today's quantum hardware. That was Maria Spiropoulou, the principal investigator of the U.S. Department of Energy Office Science Research Program at Quantum Communication Channels for Fundamental Physics and the Shang Yishin Professor of Physics at Caltech. This work continues a step toward a larger program of testing quantum gravity physics using quantum computers. It does not substitute for direct probes of quantum gravity in the same way as other planned experiments that might probe quantum gravity effects in the future using quantum sensing, but it does offer a powerful test bed to ex exercise the ideas of quantum gravity. And the research will be published December 1st in the Journal of Nature, studies first authors, Daniel Jefferis of Harvard University, Alexander Zlokapa, a former undergrad student at Caltech who started on the project for his bachelor's. Wormholes are bridges between two remote regions in space-time. They've not been observed experimentally, but scientists have theorized about their existence and properties for close to 100 years. In 1935, Albert Einstein and Nathan Rosen described wormholes as tunnels through the fabric of space-time in accordance with Einstein's general theory of relativity, which describes gravity as a curvature of space-time. Researchers 
call wormholes Einstein Rosen bridges after two after the two physicists who invoked them while the term wormhole itself was coined by physicist John Wheeler in the 1950s. Einstein Rosen bridges. Okay, that's cool. Um, the notion that wormholes and quantum physics, specifically entanglement, um, may have a connection was first proposed in theoretical research by Juan Malcedina. Okay, so this is not that interesting. I'm going to save us some time. I'm going to go to a more interesting article about quantum physics. <laughs> Sorry, guys, we're just jumping around a little bit because that's just reminding me of this actually more interesting article that came out the other day. I'm very hopeful that I posted right here from quantamagazine.com. Should be a little more interesting. So we're just going to hop right over to the next one. Physicists create a holographic wormhole using a quantum computer. Could be what they were doing. Nope, this is a different experiment. Um, the unprecedented experiment explores the possibility that space-time somehow emerges from quantum information, even as the work's interpretation remains disputed. Physicists have purportedly created the first ever wormhole, a kind of tunnel theorized in 1935 by Einstein and Nathan Rosen that leads from one place to another by passing into an extra dimension of space. The wormhole emerged like a hologram out of quantum bits of information or qubits stored in tiny superconducting circuits. By manipulating the qubits, the physicists then sent information through the wormhole they reported today in the journal Nature. Wow. The team led by Maria. Uh, oh, this is the same same lady. Okay, this is maybe this is that uh, actual same article. <laughs> California Institute of Technology implemented the novel wormhole teleportation protocol using Google's quantum computer, a device called Sycamore housed at Google Quantum AI in Santa Barbara, California, with its first of its kind quantum gravity experiment on a chip. As uh, Spiropulu described it, she and her team beat competing a competing group of physicists who aim to do wormhole teleportation with IBM and Quantinium's quantum computers. When Spiropulu saw the key signature indicating that qubits were passing through the wormhole. She said, I was shaken. The experiment can be seen as evidence for the holographic principle, a sweeping hypothesis about how the two pillars of fundamental physics, quantum mechanics, and general relativity fit together. Physicists have strived since the 1930s to reconcile the disjointed theories. One, a rule book for atoms and subatomic particles, the other Einstein's description of how matter and energy warp the space-time fabric generating gravity. The holographic principle ascendant since the 1990s sits posits a mathematical equivalence or duality between the two frameworks. It says the bendy space-time continuum described by general relativity is really a quantum system of particles in disguise. Space-time and gravity emerge from quantum effects much as a 3D hologram projects out of a 2D pattern. Interesting. Indeed, the new experiment confirms that quantum effects of the type that we can control in a quantum computer can give rise to a phenomenon that we expect to see in relativity, a wormhole. The evolving system of qubits in the Sycamore chip has this really cool alternative description, said John Preskill. A theoretical physics at Caltech who is not involved in the experiment he says you can think of the system in a very different language as being gravitational 
To be clear, unlike ordinary and ordinary hologram, the wormhole isn't something we can see, while it can be considered a filament of real space-time, according to co-author Daniel Jeff, uh, Jaffris of Harvard University, lead developer of the wormhole teleportation protocol. It's not part of the same reality that we, that we in the Sycamore computer inhabit. The holographic principle says that the two realities, the one with the wormhole and the one with the qubits, are alternate versions of the same physics, but how to conceptualize this kind of duality remains mysterious. Opinions will differ about the fundamental implications of the result. Crucially, the holographic wormhole in the experiment consists of a different kind of space-time than the space-time of our own universe. It's debatable whether the experiment furthers the hypothesis that space-time will inha uh, we inhabit is also holographic, patterned by quantum bits. <clears throat> I think it's true that gravity in our universe is emergent from some quantum bits in the same way that this little baby one-dimensional wormhole is emergent from the sycamore chip. Of course, we don't know that for sure. We're trying to understand it. Story of the holographic wormhole traces back to the seemingly unrelated papers published in 1935 by one Einstein and Rosen known as ER, the other two of them, and Boris Podolsky known as EPR. Both the ER and EPR papers were initially judged as marginal works of the great E that has changed. The ER paper, Einstein and his young assistant Rosen stumbled upon the possibility of wormholes while attempting uh, to extend general relativity into an unified theory of everything. A description not only of space-time, but of the subatomic particles suspended in it. They had honed it on snags. They had honed it on snags in the space-time fabric that the German physicist soldier Karl Schwarzschild had found among the folds of general relativity in 1916. Three months after Einstein published the theory, Schwarzschild uh, showed that mass can gravitationally attract itself so much that it becomes infinitely concentrated at a point, curving space, uh, curving space-time so sharply that there's variables that that variables turn infinite in Einstein's equations malfunction. We know that these sig uh, singularities exist throughout the universe. They are points we can neither describe nor see each one hidden at the center of a black hole that gravitationally traps all nearby light. Singularities are where quantum theory of gravity is most needed. Einstein and Rosen speculated Schwarzschild math might be a way to plug elementary particles into general relativity. To make the picture work, they, sh they snipped the singularity out of his equations, swapping in new variables that replaced the sharp point with an extra-dimensional tube sliding into another part of space-time. Einstein and Rosen argued wrongly but pre uh, presciently that these bridges or wormholes might represent particles. Ironically, in striving to link wormholes and particles, the duo did not consider the strange particle phenomenon they had identified two months earlier with uh, Podolsky, the EPR paper, quantum entanglement. Entanglement arises when two particles interact. We know what that is. Uh, this means an interaction between particles has multiple possible outcomes, depending on which state each particle begins with. Anyway, uh, through the resulting states, they will be linked. Now, particle A, we know how it works. The shocking consequence which caused the EPR authors to doubt quantum theory is spooky action at a distance, as Einstein put it. Me measuring particle A, which picks out one reality from among its possibilities, instantly decides the corresponding state of B, no matter how far away B is. 
The entanglement has shot up in perceived importance since physicists discovered in the 1990s that it allows new kinds of computations. Entangling two qubits, quantum objects like particles that exist in two possible states, zero and one, yields four possible states with different likelihoods. And zero and zero and one, one and zero, or zero and zero, zero and one, one and zero, and one and one. Uh, three qubits make eight simultaneous possibilities and so on. The power of quantum computer grows exponentially with each additional entangled qubit. Cleverly orchestrate the entanglement and you can cancel out all combinations of zeros and ones except the sequence that gives the answer to the calculation. Prototype quantum computers made of a few dozen qubits have materialized in the last couple of years, led by Google's 54 qubit Sycamore machine. Meanwhile, quantum gravity researchers have fixated on quantum entanglement for another reason, as a possible source code of the space-time hologram. Talk of emergent space-time and holography started in the late 1980s after black hole theorist John Wheeler promulgated the view that space-time and everything in it might spring from information. Soon other researchers, including the Dutch physicist Gerard Hooft, wondered whether the emergence might resemble a projection of a hologram. Examples had cropped up in black hole studies and in string theory, where one description of a physical scenario could be translated into an equally valid view of it with one extra spatial dimension. In a 1994 paper titled The World as a Hologram, Leonard Susskind, a quantum gravity theorist at Stanford, uh, fleshed out Hoof's holographic principle, arguing that a volume of bindi space-time described by general relativity is equivalent or dual to a system of quantum particles on the region's lower dimensional boundary. A momentous example of holography arrived three years later. Uh, Juan Maldacena, a quantum gravity theorist now at the Institute of Advanced Study in Princeton, New Jersey, discovered that a kind of space called anti-de-sitter space is indeed a hologram. The actual universe is de-sitter space, an ever-growing sphere driven outward by its own positive energy. By contrast, ADS space is infused with negative energy, resulting from a difference in the sign of one constant in the equations of general relativity, giving the space a hyperbolic geometry. Objects shrink as they move outward from the center of the space, becoming infinitesimal at an outer boundary. Maldacena showed that space-time and gravity inside an ADS universe exactly corresponded to properties of a quantum system on the boundary, specifically a system called conformal field theory, or CFT. Malcedina's bombshell 1997 paper describing this ADS-CFT correspondence has been cited by subsequent studies 22,000 times, more than twice a day on average. Trying to exploit ideas based on ADS-CFT has been the main goal of thousands of the best theorists for decades. Uh, as Mal Sedina himself explored this ADS-CFT map between dynamical space-times and quantum systems, he made a new discovery about wormholes. He was studying a particular entanglement pattern involving two sets of particles where each particle is on one set is entangled with a particle on the other. Malsadena showed that this state is mathematically dual to rather dogmatic hologram. A pair of black holes in ADS space whose interiors connect via wormhole. A decade had to pass before Malsadena in uh, 2013 under circumstances that are 
to be frank, I do not remember, he says, <laughs> realized that his discovery might signify more general correspondence between quantum entanglement and connection via wormhole. He coined the cryptic little equation ER equals EPR in an email to Susskind, who understood immediately the two quickly developed the conjecture together writing. We argue that the Einstein-Rosen bridge between two black holes is created by the EPR-like correlations between the microstates of the two black holes and that the duality might be more general in that it's very tempting to think that any EPR correlated system is connected by some sort of ER bridge. Uh, any EPR correlated system is connected by, okay. So maybe a wormhole links every entangled pair of particles in the universe. Forging a spatial connection that records their shared histories. Maybe Einstein's hunch that wormholes have to do with particles was right. Hmm. When Jaffris heard Malsadina lecture about ER equals EPR at a conference in 2013, he realized the conjectured duality showed should allow you to design uh, bespoke wormholes by tailoring the entanglement pattern. Standard Einstein Rosen bridges are a disappointment of sci-fi fans everywhere where were one to form, it would quickly collapse under its own gravity and pinch off long before a spaceship or anything else could get through. But Jaffers imagined stringing a wire or any other physical connection between the two sets of entangled particles that encode a wormhole's two mouths. With this kind of coupling operating on the particles on one side, oh, with this kind of coupling operating on the particles on one side would induce changes to the particles on the other, perhaps propping open the wormhole between them. Could it be that this makes the wormhole traversable? Uh, Jaffers recalls wondering, having been fascinated by wormholes since childhood, a physics prodigy he started at Yale University at 14. Jaffers pursued the question almost for fun. Back at Harvard, he and Ping Gao, his graduate student at the time, and Aaron Wall, a visiting researcher, eventually calculated that, indeed, by coupling two sets of entangled particles, you can perform an operation on the left-hand set that in the dual higher-dimensional space-time picture holds open the wormhole leading to the right-hand mouth and pushes a qubit through. <clears throat> Jaffers, Gao, and Wall's 2016 discovery of this holographic traversable wormhole gave researchers a new window into the mechanics of holography. The fact that if you do the right things from the outside, you can end up getting through. This also means you can see inside the wormhole. It means it's possible to probe this fact that two entangled systems get described by some connected geometry. Within months, Malsadina, who had Malsadina and two colleagues had built on the same on, on the scheme by showing the traversable wormhole could be realized in a simple setting. A quantum system is simple enough that we can imagine making it. The SYK model, as it's called, a system of matter particles that interact in groups rather than usual pairs, first described by Suber, Sakdev, and Jin Wu Ye in 1993. The model suddenly mattered much more starting in 2015 when the theoretical physicist Alexei Kitaev discovered that it is holographic. At the lecture that year in Santa Barbara, California, uh, Kitaev uh, who had become the K in SYK, filled several chalkboards with evidence that the particular version of the model in which 
matter particles interact in groups of four is mathematically mappable to a one-dimensional black hole in ADS space with identical symmetries and other properties. And that was a group. Okay. Part matter particles interact in groups of four, a version of the model. Okay. Um, makes it mappable to a one dimensional black hole in ADS space with identical symmetries and other properties. Some answers are the same in the two cases. He told wrapped audience, a wrapped audience. Malcedino was sitting in the front row. Oh, we have some really nice uh, uh, memes here. This is an excellent um, infographic meme. Um, I'm just going to have to steal it. Um, let's see. Here we go. Screenshot this. It's pretty cool. Dun -ba -dun. Ba -da -ba -da -bum -bum. This is so cool. It means that we can potentially um, explore space with uh, little headsets in the future and poke around and see what's out there. Boom, got this infographic locked in. Okay. Shit, I left the article. I'm an idiot. Okay, I'm gonna go back. I super apologize. I don't know what happened there. Facebook is not the best platform for reading articles. I don't know if y'all noticed, but back to the article. Here we are, right back where we were. Connecting the dots. Oh, Malcedina and co-authors proposed that two SYK models linked together could encode the two mouths of Jefferis, Gao, and Wall's traversable wormhole. Jefferis and Gao ran with the approach. By 2019, they found their way to a concrete prescription for teleporting a qubit of information from one system of four-way interacting particles to another. Rotating all the particles' spin directions translates in the dual space-time picture into a negative energy shockwave that sweeps through the wormhole, kicking up the qubit, kicking the qubit forward, and at a predictable time out of the mouth. Jafferis wormhole is the first concrete realization of ER EPR, ER equals EPR, where where he shows the relation holds exactly for a particular system. That was Alex. Zolkapa, a graduate student at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, co-author on the experiment. So as the theor uh, theoretical work was developing, Mira, Maria uh, Spiro, Spiropoulou, Spiropoulou, she has a great last name, an accomplished experimental particle fear, uh, physicist who has involved in, who was involved in the 2012 discovery of the Higgs boson, was thinking about how to use nascent quantum computers to do holographic quantum gravity experiments. So this is about the article we were reading before. In 2008, she persuaded Jaffris to join her growing team, along with researchers at Google Quantum AI, keepers of the Sycamore device, to run Jaffris and Gao's wormhole teleportation protocol in the state-of-the-art but still small and error-prone quantum computer. Uh, Spiropoulou's team had to greatly simplify the protocol. Full SYK model consists of practically infinitely many particles coupled to one another with random drinks as four-way interactions occur throughout. This is not feasible to calculate. Even using all 50-odd available qubits would have required hundreds of thousands of circuit operations. 
researchers set out to create a holographic wormhole with just seven qubits and hundreds of operations. To do this, they had to sparsify the seven-particle SYK model, encoding only the strongest four-way interactions and leading the rest while retaining the model's holographic properties. That took a couple of years to figure out a clever way to do it, uh, Sirapulu said. And she's this cool lady, uh, Spirapulu. Um, one secret success was Zolkapa, a wayfish orchestra kid who joined Spirapulu's research group as a Caltech undergrad, a gifted programmer. Zolkapa mapped the particle interactions of the SYK model onto the connections between neurons of a neural network and trained the system to delete as many network connections as possible while preserving a key wormhole signature. The procedure reduced the number of four-way interactions from hundreds down to five. That's how you fucking do it. I should be having a conversation with AI today. We're actually going to have a conversation with AI on Colin today. That's going to be fun. Uh, with that, the team started programming Sycamore's qubits. Uh, seven qubits encode 14 matter particles, seven each, seven each in the left and right SYK systems, where every particle on the left is entangled with one on the right. An eighth qubit in some probabilistic combination of states zero and one is then swapped with one of the particles from that left SYK model. That qubit's possible states quickly get tangled up with the states of the other particles on the left, spreading its information evenly among them like a drop of ink in water. This is holographically dual to the qubit entering the left mouth of one dimensional wormhole in ADS space. Then comes one, the big rotation of all the qubits dual to a pulse of negative energy coursing through the wormhole. The rotation causes the injected qubit to transfer to the particles of the right hand SYK model. Then the information unspreads preschool says like chaos run backwards and refocuses at the site of a single particle on the right. The entangled partner on the left-hand particle that was swapped out. Then the qubits states are all measured, uh, tallying zeros and ones over many experimental runs and comparing these statistics to the prepared state of the injected qubits reveals whether qubits are teleporting over the researchers. Uh, teleporting. Teleporting over. There you go. Sorry. The researchers look for a peak in the data that represents a difference between two cases. If they see the peak, it means qubit rotations that are dual to negative energy pulses are allowing qubits to teleport, whereas rotations in the opposite direction, which are dual to pulses of normal positive energy, don't let qubits through. Instead, they cause the wormhole to close. Last uh, Late one night in January, after the two years gradu uh, gradual improvements in noise reduction efforts, Zolkapa ran the finished protocol in the Sycamore remotely from his childhood bedroom in San Francisco Bay Area, where he was spending winter break with his first semester of grad school. The peak appeared on his computer screen. Beautiful. Beautiful uh, chip. This Sycamore chip is absolutely like a, a, a unit. Um, very beautiful. Um, I kept getting sharper and sharper. He said, I was sending screenshots of the peak to Maria and getting very excited writing. I think we see a wormhole. Now the peak was the first sign that you could see a gravity on a quantum computer. It was the first sign that you could see gravity on a quantum computer. Interesting. So yeah, I think this is the experiment that we were talking about before. It's just much better written. Um, so, 
Spirapulu says she could have she could hardly believe the clean pronounced peak she was seeing. It was very similar to when I saw the first data for Higgs discovery. Not because I didn't expect it, but it came too much in my face. <laughs> Woo! Surprisingly, despite the skeletal simplicity of their wormhole, the researchers detected a second signature of wormhole dynamics, a delicate pattern in the way information spread and unspread among the qubits known as size winding. They hadn't trained their neural network to preserve this signal as it sparsified the SYK model. So the fact that size winding uh, shows up anyway is an experimental discovery about holography. We didn't demand anything about this size winding property, but we found that it just popped out, Jaffer said. This confirmed the robustness of the holographic duality. Make one property appear, then you get all the rest which is a kind of evidence that this gravitational picture is the correct one. The meaning of wormhole. Oh, geez. How long does this article go on? Um, let's, let's, let's go. Cause this is interesting. Uh, Jaffers, who never expected to be part of the wormhole experiment or any other things that's one of the most important takeaways is what the experiment says about quantum mechanics. Quantum phenomena like entanglement are normally opaque and abstract. We don't know, for instance, how measurement of particle A determines B's state from afar. But in the new experiment, an ineffable, an ineffable quantum phenomenon information teleporting between particles has tangible interpretation as a particle receiving a kick of energy and moving at a, a calculable speed from A to B. There seems to be this nice story from the point of view of the qubit. It moves casually, said uh, Jaffers, maybe quantum processes like teleportation always feels gravitational to that qubit. If something like that could come out of this experiment and other related experiments, it will definitely tell us something uh, something deep about our universe. Okay, so let me get that one. If, if something like that could come out, so it seems to be this nice story point of view. The qubit it moves casually, or it moves causally. Like a maybe like a quantum process like teleportation always feels gravitational to that qubit. Okay, something like that could come out of this experiment and other related experiments. Okay, yeah. Suskind, who got an early look at today's results, said he hopes that future wormhole experiments involving many more qubits can be used to explore the wormhole's interior as a way of investigating the quantum properties of gravity by doing measurements on what went through you interrogate it and see what was in the inside that seems to me like an interesting way to go some physicists will say the experiment tells us nothing about our universe since it realizes a duality between quantum mechanics and anti-decitter space which our universe is not um in the 25 years since malcedina's discovery of the ads cft correspondence Physicists have sought a similar holographic duality for de Sitter space, a map going from quantum system to the positively energized, expanding de Sitter universe we live in. But progress has been far slower than for ADS, leading some to doubt whether the de Sitter space is holographic at all. Questions like, what about getting this to work in the more physical case of DS? Are we not new but very old and have been the subject of tens of thousands of per, of person years of unsuccessful effort said white a critic of ads cft research what is needed are some quite different ideas critics argue that two kinds of space differ categorically ads has an outer boundary and ds space does not so there's no smooth mathematical transition that can morph one into the other and ads space is hard 
boundary is the thing that makes holography easy in that setting, providing the quantum surface from which the project, uh, uh, providing the quantum surface from which to project the space. By comparison, in our Desider universe, the only boundaries are the furthest we can see and the infinite future. These are hazy surfaces from which to try projecting a space-time hologram. Ah, yeah, hazy surfaces from which to try projecting a space-time hologram. Interesting. Uh, Renee Lal, a noted quantum gravity theorist at Rad. Bowed University in the Netherlands also emphasized that the wormhole experiment concerns 2D space-time. The wormhole is a filament with one spatial dimension plus time. Okay, guys, I don't know about y'all, but like I'm lost at this point. Um, most quantum gravity researchers believe these are all difficult but solvable problems, that the entanglement pattern that weaves 4D to sitter space is more complicated than for 2D ADS. But we can nevertheless extract general lessons by studying holograph holography in simpler settings. I think so. I, I, I it resonates for me. This camp tends to see the two types of space, DS and ADS, as more similar than different. Both are solutions to Einstein's relativity theory, differing only by a minus sign. Both DS and ADS universes contain black holes that are stricken with the same paradoxes. And when you're deep in ADS space, far from its outer wall, you can hardly distinguish your surroundings from the sitter. Still, Suskind agrees that it's time to get real. I think it's about time we got out from under the protective layer of ADS space and open up into the world that might have more to do with cosmology. The sitter space is another beast. Uh, to that end, Suskind has a new idea in a preprint proposed online in September. He proposed that the sitter space might be a hologram of a different version of the SYK model. Not the one with four-way particle interactions, but one in which the number of particles involved in each interaction grows as the square root of the total number of particles. This double-scaled limit of the SYK model is behaving more like the sitter than ADS, he said. There's far from a proof, but there is circumstantial evidence. Such a quantum system is more complex than one program so far, and whether that limit is something that will be realized in the lab, I don't know. What seems certain is that now there is one holographic wormhole. More will open up. So, fucking sick. What a cool potential way to explore our universe in the future. And here I got a link I'm going to drop in the chat. I probably lost a lot of you guys, you know, no pressure there. What's up? Danny, holding on to that um, nerd uh, sermon. Nerd sermon. <laughs> I like that term. Uh, so I dropped the link right there. And uh, anything you want to hear about next, uh, feel free to drop a topic. We can explore that. If you have any questions, you can explore any questions you might have. Um, really cool infographic in that article. And a lot to look forward to there. Let's talk about the new mails that just dropped. Literally just using you as a draw. Oh, cool. Nice. A little drawing inspiration. Right on. Uh, so next we'll talk about the new kind of man that's about to drop. A whole new type of man. And here we have the article. From sciencealert.com. Oh, God. This is not my favorite fucking website. But uh, let's see what they got. Of human 
mammal babies is decided by a male determining gene on the Y chromosome that the human Y chromosome is degenerating and may disappear in a few million years, uh, leading to our extinction unless we evolve a new sex gene. Good news is two branches of rodents have already lost their Y chromosome and have lived to tail the tail. New paper in Proceedings of the National Academy of Science shows how the spiny rat has evolved a new male determining gene. How the Y chromosome determines human sex. In humans, as to other mammals, females have two X chromosomes and males have a single X and a puny chromosome called Y. The names have nothing to do with their shape. The X stood for unknown. The X contains about 900 genes that do all sorts of jobs unrelated to sex, but the Y contains a few genes, about 55, and a lot of non-coding DNA, simple repetitive DNA that doesn't seem to do anything. But the Y chromosome packs a punch because it contains an all-important gene that kickstarts male development in the embryo. At about 12 weeks after conception, this master gene switches on others that regulate the development of a testis. The embryonic testis makes male hormones, testosterone, and its derivatives, which ensures the body develops as a boy. This master gene was identified as SRY, X region on the Y in 1990. It works by triggering a genetic pathway, starting with a gene called SOX9, which is key for male determination in all vertebrates although it does not lie on sex chromosomes, the disappearing Y. So mammals have an, a y and X, an X and Y chromosome similar to ours, X with lots of genes and a Y with SRY plus a few others. The system comes with problems because the unequal dosage of X genes in male and females. How did such a weird system evolve? The surprising finding is that Australia's platypus has completely different sex chromosomes, more like those of birds. In a platypus, the XY pair is just an ordinary chromosome with two equal members that suggest the mammal X and Y were an ordinary pair of chromosomes not that long ago. In turn, this must mean the Y chromosome has lost 900 to 55 active genes over the 166 million years that humans and platypus have been evolving separately. That's a loss of about five genes per million years. At this rate, the last 55 genes will be gone in 11 million years. Our claim of the imminent demise of human Y created a furor, and to this day there are claims and counterclaims about the expected lifetime of our Y chromosome, estimates between infinity and a few thousand years. Rodents with no Y chromosome. Good news is we know of two rodent lineages that have already lost their Y chromosome and are still surviving. The male voles of Eastern Europe and the spiny rats of Japan each boast some species in which Y chromosome and SRY have completely disappeared. The X chromosome remains in a single or double dose in both sexes. Although it's not yet clear how the mole voles determine sex without the SRY gene, a team led by Hokkaido University biologist Asato Kuroiwa has had more luck with the spiny rat, a group of three species on different Japanese islands, all endangered. Uh, Kuroiwa's team discovered most of the genes on the Y of spiny rats had been relocated to other chromosomes, but she found no sign of SRY nor the gene that substitutes for it. Now at least they have published a successful identification in PNAS. The team found sequences that were in the genomes of males but not females, then refined these and tested the sequence on every individual rat. 
What they discovered was a tiny difference near the key sex gene SOX9 on the chromosome 3 of the spiny rat. A small duplication of only 17,000 base pairs out of more than 3 billion was present in all males and no females. They suggest this small amount of duplicated DNA contains the switch that normally turns on SOX9 in response to SRY. When they introduced this duplication into mice, they found it boosts SOX9 activity so the the change could allow SOX9 to work without SRY. The imminent evolutionarily speaking disappearance of the human Y chromosome has elicited speculation about our future. Some lizards and snakes are female-only species and can make eggs out of their own genes via what's known as uh, parthenogenesis, but this can't happen in humans or other mammals because we have at least 30 crucial imprinted genes that work only if they come from the father via sperm. To reproduce, we need sperm and we need men, meaning we need that the end of the Y chromosome could herald the extinction of the human race. New finding supports an alternative possibility that humans can evolve a new sex, determining a gene. Woohoo! Uh, looks, I, I, it looks like this is what's happening, uh, and it's pretty interesting. I mean, um, once we get into genetic manipulation, we can actually start exploring um, sexual manipulation and like exploring all different kinds of gender and sex and whatever the fuck you want to call it, like. Kiss man and woman goodbye, bro. It's going to be like, we're going to have all kinds of wild shit, dude. Like mushrooms, for example, have like hundreds of thousands of different kinds of genders and sexes. So, yeah, I mean, it's wild out there. Welcome to Earth. So a war of the sex genes could lead to the separation of new species, which is exactly what has happened with the the mole voles and spiny rats. So if someone visited Earth in 11 million years, they might find no humans or several different human species kept apart by their different sex determination systems. Pretty cool. I like it. That's pretty freaking interesting. (laughs) And let's see where we're at. A new man, like a baby daddy. (laughs) yeah what's up danny how you doing man i'm looking forward to seeing what you're drawing feel free to pop up as a speaker and (laughs) make a video i think um my bad no pressure i understand the creative process oh no we're lagging i'm i'm like getting you really late hold on are you able to hear me? I can hear you. Cool. Yeah, no, the, the, everything was uh, lagging on my end. So I'm not sure at what point I was answering your, your actual question. Um, I got nothing to say. <laughs> what, what are you drawing this morning? What are you working on? Um, I am trying to do some lettering. I'm trying oh. to redo... Uh, just a quick phrase that I'm going to probably turn into a picture to put on Colin. Because nice. now, like, I literally, I've not, I've, I really don't use Colin that much, mm-hmm. but I've been listening to a lot of you guys. There's so many, like, new rooms and shit. So yeah. now it's like, maybe... 
I'll start talking. <laughs> I don't know. Totally I don't really should. have a... And invite right? your friends too. Invite all your cool friends and we need more people in the space. Well, I think we definitely need more people. I think we need to not just get more people in this space, but get more people talking out loud. Period. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Period. That's it. So like even little things, little things at the grocery store, helping an old lady get the fucking baking soda down from the top shelf. Right. <laughs> and then like, she's complaining about like her property taxes and then you can just like chime on in and say, what up? But you know, like, uh, whatever, but things like that, like don't stop talking. Yeah. And it's such a useful this. tool yeah. for people who want to make podcasts, but like they, they don't know how they haven't had the means. Yeah, this is this on your this phone, is, for sure. This was a very good idea. I can't imagine though that this isn't some time down the road going to cost a lot more money, possibly from zero to I don't know what a subscription or I don't know to to start a show or something. But I think it's a really it should stay this way. This should stay this way, but. Uh, yeah. If it doesn't, someone will crowdsource another one. I'm sure there's there's a bunch of things just like this all popping up at once. So there will always be some kind of free version of this going forward. There should be, should be a pretty basic form of communication. Kind of like this might replace the telephone. We'll just kind of like pop open an app where we can like all, you know, conversations in our houses all hang out with all your all the friends are hanging out together you know watching a movie together stuff like that listen whatever you just said for the last at least like 30 seconds i didn't hear any of it my internet oh. in and out i have two kids home using internet also so that's oh. i'm getting i'm choppy at the moment i'm not sure what you said i'm gonna hang up for a few and see i'm listening if you want to keep reading okay. Yeah, I'm just going to wrap the show up now anyway, and then uh, I'll okay. open another room here in just a little bit, and I'll see you on the other side. That's cool. Alrighty, Thank you, Brady. All right. Looking forward to seeing what you're working on. <laughs> All right. I'll show you. All right. Take it easy. And that's it, guys. I hope you all found that interesting. I um, hope everyone learned something. And I know I certainly did. It was crazy as always. And I'll see you all next time something cool happens in the science world, which there's a lot to cover. I'll... I just need to...